All right, it seems like it's time for adventure number four of the Adventures of Don John. Episode four, that is. Not just adventure number four. This is probably adventure 4,000 for me. Why I've gone on so many adventures, you wouldn't even believe it. I have more adventures than you've got hairs on your body. Unless you're a person who has some form of alopecia, in which case I have substantially more hairs than you have on your body, and I didn't mean to insult you in any kind of way. Uh, sorry about that. Anyhow, come here, give us a... Oh, yeah, yeah. all better. Excellent. So, what's going on? Well, it turns out we had to go meet Madrid. And this guy's got a lot of info to lay on us. Buckle up, because here it comes on The Adventures of Don John, Episode 4 by This American Dice. So Madrid, the guy in the cell, not, looking into the cell now, you see that like it's a dwarf sitting in there. And this is like, um, this is just another part of the, of the greenery at the silo. Like it's a storeroom with like, um, this is where they kept their chocolates because even miners deserve dessert. Chocolates also keep well and are highly high in caloric content. Um, but he's in there. Uh, he's not bound or anything, but he's just like sitting Indian style in the middle of the room. He like looks he's up. He's bound at you. to be a lucky guy, you know those chocolates. Yeah. I'll tell you that. <laughs> bound to gain some weight. Yeah, am I right? Uh, he and I wink at each other. Yeah, those, those quarantine pounds. Yeah, the COVID nineteen. Uh, so he he says, uh, "I see you. Um, looks like you're already acquainted with the uh, um, the issues of this place." And you, like, he's like referring to Don John, like acting really oddly for a few seconds there. And mm -hmm. like, if you guys look and you can see that, like, the he has more of like a patchwork of like this, like traveling, like white, like um, like patches, like traveling across him with like faintly illuminating wherever they touch his skin, and it's like traveling like all across his body. Is it almost like lesions that like light up in different areas, yeah, kind of like lesion shape, but like the outside of his skin is unaffected, but it's like a backlighting. Um, huh. This like glows out look like, wherever it goes. And and he's older, right? He's, like, an he's older a little bit guy. older. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's got like gray hair, uh like a a luscious dwarven beard braided into two braids uh, as it comes down. Um and he seems to be in good health, just like an older dude. Okay. And he says, um uh well, um, Hope it was worth it for you folks, because uh, looks like you're about to get front row seats. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah. um, he'll, he'll sigh and say, um, say, uh, look, first things first, how uh, how are you talking to me? There were, there were guards outside the store. Did Bronca send you? N not exactly. We found our way in with our various strengths, but we're here to talk to you and maybe save you. And Don John is speechless for once because he's touching the door. I could have sworn there was a bear over here. Um, Does the glowing have anything to do with the disappearing dwarves? Yeah, he'll, he'll nod and say, listen, um, it's, it's like this. Uh, you, I'm sure you've met Bronca. You've seen, you must be familiar with our mining operation down here. Um, I, uh, well, I'm the reason it's not happening anymore. And I can't say I'm sorry, uh, because I'm not. He says, uh, Thor, what did I call this mining company again? Blingbart's. Blingbart. Blingbart has been, uh, um, 
Hold on a second. I'm trying to think of how you phrase this. Um, listen, Blaine Bartz has been uh, run a lucrative mining operation here. Um, and the reason for that is that they don't tell anyone is that there's a ruined city down here. Uh, they've been a tremendous archaeological find, but they didn't tell that they only use it to strip mithril from the remains of the city. That's where, that's why this mine is so lucrative. Oh, and he'll shake his head. The easy say, way. And he'll shake his head and say that would have been a, a big headline before, but now it, it hardly seems. I I can't barely remember a time when that. Sorry, I can barely remember the time when that mattered to me. Uh, he'll say, um, "Listen, uh, there is an entity that lives down there, and we've known about it for some time." Uh, the city was once luxurious. Uh, it, you can tell from, it's anyone could tell from the ruins that this used to be a prosperous place, and the crown jewel is a temple. It's apparent as soon as you enter. Um, that's that's the center of this city, um, and something lives in that temple, and th that thing is is what's responsible for making. Uh, for allowing us to strip this place of its mithril. He'll say, um, we've been allowed to work here by it in exchange for it not impeding us and telling us where to find the best deposits. And he'll say, uh, there's been disappearances, maybe one every couple of weeks in this mine for as long as anyone can remember. Um, and I and a few friends of mine found out that the creature in this temple is taking them. And he'll like pause to catch his breath. And he'll say, uh, so I, fool that I was, thought that I should do something about it. So a few of us, we, in like, so hold on. There's like an enormous amount of like exposition here and I'm trying to like make sure I like get to it all. Uh... Yeah, okay. So he says, uh, a few of my colleagues and I, we figured we could do something about this. We found a sentry down there, unactivated but still functional. We turned it on, turned it loose. We thought that if we could stop our fellow miners from going to the temple, we could end this whole operation. Without any sacrifices, the creature would stop telling us where to find the best deposits. And maybe, you know, it would end the disappearances. Now I know. Now I know what a sentry is because obviously I'm not an idiot. But for uh, these two folks who might not be so keen on mining lingo, what's a sentry? You know, for them. He like roll his eyes and say, "Well, for them, uh, it's a guard. Um, there's all manner of automatons down there, and this one is the king automaton. You could call it. It's bigger, stronger, faster, um, and we turned it on." And we set it to stop anyone from going into the temple. And we thought this would solve everything. And he says, uh, "See, that's what I—that's what I had been talking about before." So the sentry has taken over a hundred people in the last week. And he'll shake his head and say, "No, no, that's not it. That's not it at all." You see, what happened? Unbeknownst to us, one of our number of the people working on the sentry 
Anyway, sigh, I'd say, I'm sure it was Garrick. He was always a scholar at heart. It turns out he'd become infected. He must have gone into the temple when out of, he must have gone in without telling us. And before we knew it, all of us working in the century were infected. Mm. I, the coward that I am, knowing the consequences, fled. I came back here. I was taken in. Bronca questioned where I'd come from, but by then it was too late. I am patient zero. I spread the infection. This infection, you know, like point to like, like the, the, the beams of light shooting out of him. Mm. This is the work of the creature. And he, and he says, um, and like I said, uh, these are all things that, um, if I could take it back, I wouldn't because these were all the concerns I used to have. But now I see that, uh, man hold on hold on this is like way too much stuff i'm like trying to go through um <laughs> oh, okay so yeah he'll say um this is the work of the creature and i assure you at this point all i want is to go home So what's this infection do if you're infected with something? Now, I'd heard it was mud drip earlier, but that's not what it seems to be. He'll shake his head and say, um, Oh, no, it's it's uh, it's nothing bad. Um, he'll say, uh, in fact, it's really quite pleasant. He'll say, uh, I've seen things that um, I thought I'd never see again. You know, like get like a, like a fond smile on his face and say... Um, I can see all, all my old colleagues, uh, all the people I used to, to go to the academy with. It's like they're right here. So the visions are part of being infected? And he says, uh, he'll nod and say, um, yeah, kind of wonderful, isn't it? Even if you haven't touched anyone? He'll like frown and say... Um, I'll like look at my arms. He'll frown and say... Uh, well, as far as I'm aware, it's spread by touch. I'm am the I, only... I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, am I seeing any glowing in the... If you spend some time looking at, like, your body, like, see if you mm -hmm. see it, you definitely see it. Like, you see it, like, okay. flitting down, like, your leg, and that time you see it, like, going across your arm. Cool. So what's the, what's the deal with this, then? You get this uh, glowing adventure here. And uh, then what? You get uh, you get visions. He says, uh, "Visions as near as I can tell, um, and all pleasant." But it seems to me that anyone who has it long enough, they disappear. They 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 leave. As far as I can tell, they're heading for the temple. And you think that they're the sacrifices then to that uh, whatever's down there? I'll shrug and say, um, a sacrifice like implies, a... sacrifice implies, a, um, to sacrifice someone implies a lack of willingness on their part. Uh... Hmm. So. Well, we're going to have to go down to the temple one way or the other. <laughs> yeah. We're probably going to have to go down there to, uh, to try to fix this situation. Here's, here's a question for you, uh, Madrid. Do we let you out of here or no? 
he'll nod vigorously and say, yes, please, all I want is to go home. Yes, but well, you after, go, you, after you get us to the temple. Yeah, honestly, if you bring us down to that temple, you can bugger up back to home, wherever that is. Won't they find you, though? And Muddard will say, uh, look, um, it, it doesn't matter. Like, uh, whether they find me, um, I'll make them understand. They'll see if I just explain it to them. We'll say, if you let me out of here, I can go home. And this will all be all right. Okay. You just have to show us where the temple is first. And he'll nod and say, absolutely. All right. Well. Yeah. <laughs> so how do you want to open this door? Um, I assume it's locked with like a hearty lock. I'm just going to give it to you. The guy on the ground probably has a key. Okay. I was going to say, it's like, no, but it could probably unlock it better than I could just like kick it in. I can unlock it and I take the key from the guy off the ground. Yeah. He's Sorry, an expert at picking myself. You're good. Mm. He's an expert at picking locks. Mm. I say to Silas <laughs> about uh, Isagnoma. Sure, you can pick it. You could. No, no, no. I said, I said, I can unlock it, and I take the key from the guy on the ground. Yeah. And... But Don John still accurate. says he's an ex he's an expert yeah. at picking locks, and as he's just using the key, Don John's like a master at work. <laughs> <laughs> okay. To sum up, he says there's an abandoned, like a ruined city down there that mm -hmm. the mining corporation has been stripping for its valuables, namely mithril. Uh, some sort of creature lives in a temple the corporation knows about, and they've been exchanging miners occasionally that go in there and never come back in exchange for the thing not impeding them and also like whispering to them where to find like good deposits of ore and minerals. Right. And that this guy and a few others have tried to stop it by activating a sentry they found down there, like old tech. And they did that successfully, but they realized too late that one of them had become infected presumably by going in the temple and not telling anybody. And so this guy had fled back here and upon coming back had been apprehended, but not before he'd infected other people. Uh, and now he just wants to go home. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, mate, you show us where the, uh, where this temple is and where this, uh, century and this critter are and everything like that. And we'll, uh, we'll figure this out. No problem. He'll nod and say, Absolutely. And like he'll come out and like uh, he'll stretch his legs um, and he'll say, all right. And he starts walking uh, out of the storeroom and like into the thoroughfare. And he's like, you know, you should probably keep a low profile from what I understand. They think that you're a real bad, bad bugger. He says, uh, no, it'll be fine. They'll understand. I'm just trying to get home. And he like steps out into the street. And uh, as he gets out there, uh, you immediately hear like, hey, like shouting. And Bronca's asking like, what are you doing out of your cell? And uh, so he'll reply. Um, I'm going to start skulking at this point. <laughs> All right, you're doing, you're pulling an isognoma and disappearing? Yeah. Okay. So like if, if the other two of you are like on hand, like, you can all see this, but uh, he'll like start walking down the thoroughfare, and uh, Bronca's out there, like with her with 
board these guards next to her. She says, who let you out? And he'll say, uh, it's not a problem. Don't don't worry about it, Foreman. I'll be out of here out of your hair soon enough. And he like goes to like, move past her, and uh, her guards like apprehend him and like pin him to the ground. Wait, uh, let him up. Have him point us to uh, have him point us to where the problem is. He busted out of his cell and uh, uh, he was screaming about how he was going to point us to where the problem was. And she'll say, uh, "You over what? He he bashed a guard in there over the head with a box. He's 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 a crazy man. But if he tells us where uh where this problem is, we'll go deal with it." And she'll like scowl at you and say, "There is no problem. Nothing the company can't handle. You you all need to leave." So if there's no problem. Why are so many people disappearing? And why has the ore dried up when it seems like there's a way for you guys to get plenty of it? And she'll say, uh, the company recognizes that the ore shipments have not been flowing. We will rectify this as soon as possible. But it's a company matter, and we don't need your help. She says, uh, now if you don't mind, the tour is over. We will deal with this internal problem. And she'll, like, kick uh, this guy on the ground say you all can be on your way I'll look at Don John mm -hmm. I mean I could tell you that we're outside contractors here to help you with this exact issue and that we've been hired by the uh, the firms connected to your firm to assist you in this exact matter and help you in doing exactly what you're trying to do to uh, get these ore shipments going back again I could tell you that stuff but honestly, it seems like you're not going to listen. So, um, what if instead... And does Don John know what, which way is the deeper into the cave way? Um, I think it's pretty obvious there's like a large freight elevator that presumably goes down. You can see that from where you are. Any other ways? No, but that one is like not hidden. I say that you'll be like, I can tell you all that stuff, but instead... And he just runs towards that elevator. <clears throat> okay, perfect. Great. <laughs> Okay, and she'll, like, point and say, stop him. And these four dwarves and are, like, descending on, on you three. All right. I'm going to jump out and try to, like, I was going to say hamstring one of them, but I'm not trying to draw blood. Can I, like, kick at the knee of one of them that's chasing to try to... Okay, so you want to, like, step from the shadows and, like, like uh, trip one of them or, like, incapacitate them? Yeah. Long-term trip by hurting his knee. All right. You're trying to sweep the leg. Yeah, 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 sure. I jump out and try to sweep the leg on one of these dwarves. Now, do you get bonuses for not having been seen previously? Um, to be honest, I don't know. He could do a backstab technique. There you go. This is. I think with, I think with uh, thieves, there's a it's called like dirty fighting or dirty tricks or tricks of the trade. It, it has a weird name, honestly, in this game. And it's, I will say the thief skills are at times tough because you're like, oh, that's what that's called. It no, like it's just called backstab. Yeah. Never mind. I'm fucking inc incredibly incorrect. I'm sorry. I was looking for the book. I'm on a different computer this time. You're good. It looks like, as far as, like, uh, stealth advantages, when you attack a surprise or defenseless enemy from a melee weapon, um, 
you get extra either damage or like modifiers involving not getting into melee with them, yeah. creating an advantage, reducing their armor. Um, yeah, I'm definitely not trying to cause extra damage. That's definitely not my goal. I'd like to not get caught in combat with them. You know what? Let me let me make this easier for you. Uh, so like, as these four guys are like coming at you, like, mm -hmm. to, like presumably to stop three of you, and especially Don John from getting on that elevator. Right. Like, behind them, Bronca like takes out this rapier. That, like, and you could tell this is like this is no ordinary rapier. It like glints even at the low light of this mine, mm -hmm. and she just puts it right through the head of this guy on the ground. Oh no, Madrid. Mudred? Yep. Oh my god. And she like takes takes it out, like wipes the blood off on her sleeve real quick, and she joins the other four coming at you. It's Carl R. R. Martin. Yep, I know. I know Mudred <laughs> was like a he'd really grown on us all. We'll have to have a, a service after. Oh man. I was writing Mudred fan fiction. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so does it look like I'm we're still going to. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Mudred's well, ghost moved through the <laughs> uh, the uh, no, at, at the pottery wheel. Mudred guided your hands. Yeah, it needs to be hands. more erotic. Yeah. So are we gonna have to defend ourselves now, or because is it just us kind of backed against like close to this freight elevator, and then the what is it five of them now coming at us? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Don John's like he's closed half the distance maybe to the freight elevator, and the rest okay. of you guys are you tell me. I feel like I. I would probably look around and if there's no other way for me to escape, I would start heading back in the same direction that Don John is heading. But I also know that we can't out outrun these guys and I personally can't outfight them. So I'm going to have to use magic if I have to, of course. It's kind of my thing. Okay. So your current plan is like, you're just trying to like get away. I'm trying to get away. I'm, I'm trying to put some space between me and the guards. Um, you know, trying to get close to the freight elevator, if we can, like, kind of fend them off or, like, attack or, like, disable some of them or all of them and just get to the elevator, I think that's kind of what's going through my head right now. Okay. So you're, are you looking to, like, actively try and disable them right now? Or are you just trying to, like, make some distance? Uh, I think both. Make some distance and then try to disable some of them so maybe we can... Isignome, are you still with us or did you skulk away somewhere? Um, I was hoping to change what I was trying to do. Like, yeah, given, that's why I told you, like, given, these guys clearly yeah. aren't intending to just, like, have, like, strong right. words with you anymore. Okay. We're, not playing, we're not playing patty cakes any longer. Yeah. So can I, can I, instead of revealing myself and trying to disable someone, can I just get to the freight elevator um, quickly without being detected? I think you'd have to make a roll for it, but you can certainly try. I'd be uh, happy I think it'd to. Defy danger. See if like you can get all the way to where you want to go without anyone. I have like a sixteen dexterity, so it should be pretty quick. I think. Presumably, but... it work out pretty well for you. Okay. So defy danger, just my two d six. I got an eight. Okay. Um. Hmm. Okay. So. Do I get to add anything to that? Is that like a? No. So. Okay. On an eight. Um. Oh wait, did you add your dex? No. Okay. So 16 decks would be plus two? Yeah. So 10. Okay. In that case, you would have no issue, like, sort of avoiding... Um, they're preoccupied with Don John and Silas right now. They don't notice you if you just want to, like, 
get to the elevator. And is there like a call button or something that we need to do to like get the elevator ready to go yeah. when people get here? I'd say it's not that hard for you to figure it out, but upon hitting it, like it's not here. Like it's going to take some time. Okay. So you could definitely hit that, no problem. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the um, elevator's on the way back up or whatever to us. Mm -hmm. We hear it rumbling and crashing in the distance. Exactly. When Don John, uh, when he gets close to the elevator where he can kind of hop in as the elevator is like waiting to come up, uh, he's going to probably turn around and try to, if we have people following us, probably shoot some arrows at those people following us. Yeah, I have some throwing knives that I'll throw at them like next chance I get. I just figured I didn't have any more action left in me. All right, Don John, how about you, you give that a whirl? That's a volley move, it sounds like. Yes. Yes, it is. Pretty good. That's a 10. All right. Um, so it sounds like that's a pretty straightforward uh, you hit your target. So I assume it's one of these guards that's like getting pretty close to you at this point. Yeah, I would say I'd like to do a cold shot, but they're not surprised or defenseless. No. Um, okay. How do you determine your damage as a ranger? It's like um, just it's just it's a D eight. Why don't you give me that number? Okay. Do I have anything that does it extra? Hunter's bow. Nope. All right. That number is it's a one. <laughs> nice. And by nice, I mean not not great. So and so I, I just I I I shoot them. They're and they're wearing um mm -hmm. that that. Uh, I shoot them and they're carrying a spear and it hits the hilt of the spear and it's like when a batter in baseball, like the, when the ball get, hits close, too close to their hand where they're like, ow, my hands! Yeah, it's like, that that vibrates heavily and, and stings. Yeah, they don't even drop the spear. They're just like, ah, and they're kind of yeah. hopping it back and forth between their hands like, yeah. ah. Now the spear looks vaguely more menacing because it has an arrow lodged in it as well. It's like two weapons in one. Yeah, so it works. Um, yeah. And they're continuing their advance. Uh, they'll be on you pretty shortly. Uh, Silas, so yeah. were you planning to just like, just like be passive, or were you gonna, or were you doing anything else? I'm, I'm gonna try to do what I can. Um, I know that I, my weapon was a staff, okay. but I was gonna try to cast magic missile. Classic. It's classic. Magic missile, it. the darkness. It says right. I can only deal uh, 2d4 damage to one target, though. Okay, so go ahead and roll your cast a spell for that, then. That's the int. That's how. Okay. All right, I got six. Plus your int. Plus my int. Okay, so it's eight. All right. So... So you'll be able to successfully cast this. At, at one of these guards, no problem. But you're going to have to pick um, one of these qualifiers. The three options are you draw unwelcome attention or put yourself in a spot. Mm -hmm. The second is your spell disturbs the fabric of reality as it is cast. You take minus one to cast a spell going forward. Or after it's cast, you've forgotten the spell and you can't cast it again until you rest. That's a good question. 
Uh, all right. I'll go for the gusto if nobody minds. Uh, I'll say it draws unwelcome attention or puts me on the spot. Okay. You tell me what that means. All right. So I feel like, so Isak Noma has gotten the elevator. He's already calling the thing. Don John is almost there and he's like backing up shooting arrows and you like have to stand rooted to cast these missiles. And as you do, like you hit one of these guys pretty heavy. In fact, roll um, 2d4 if you can, if you, if you have the dice for that. That's not? Mm-hmm. It's only one though. Just one twice. Okay. Three and one. Okay, so four. Three and one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you like these missiles leave your hands and like um, these like multicolored orbs like come out and they hit one of these guards and he like uh, crumbles a bit. Like he takes it like, right in the gut uh, and he staggers. He's still up, but he's like on one knee, like catching his breath. And the other three with Bronca right behind them. They're like fanning out around you, so now you're like you've been like triangulated by three of them. They're all like pointing their spears at you, like going to like move in and like take you down, surrounded. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's that's what happens next. Like they're going to like they're going to try and attack you. Aww. okay. Uh, Isagnoma, what are you doing? Um, like you see you know... these four dwarves at this point. Like, one of them is like, huffing, but Bronca and three others, like, have surrounded her and are, like, moving in to, like, to hit her. Yeah. Um, you know, back to the door or whatever, like, ready to step into the elevator the moment it's available. I'm gonna pull one of my throwing daggers and flick that bad boy at whichever one is closest to jabbing Silas. All right, that sounds like a volley as well. So roll your decks. All right. Uh, that's six plus six plus two, 14. That's an okay roll, I guess. Not the worst roll in the world. Yeah, no problem. So just as deftly as you've done most other things, you just toss this knife out. It's such a uh, curse. Yeah, I know. Roll your damage. I think for a thief, that is... It's a D8. I've got the thing open now. Uh, I also got a one. You got a one? One oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> too rough. All right. So you like you were hit so good. Yeah. But it didn't hurt. Like Legolas style. You just like take the yeah. knife, like whip it around your hands, like toss it, yeah. like unparalleled grace. And it's a um, cool like bone antler dagger that I carved and then scrimshawed yeah one of a kind you could have sold it as a collectible could have. um yeah and it just uh it just like pings off one of these guys helmets bummer <laughs> oh no thanks for trying i'm pulling aggro from them though you know um don john <laughs> how about you what do you think all right if don john sees that uh silas is in trouble here he's like he's like He's like, all right, Harold. Looks like you got to put him on the table again. It's a callback to the last episode. Um, and uh, he's going to try to defend uh, defend Silas. All right. Go for it. 
So when you stand in defense of a person, item, or location under attack, roll plus constitution. Oh, good. That's my uh, that's my second lowest trait. I got a seven. Not terrible. All right. So you um, hold one, um, and you get to pick one of those things for that. Target, new track, new take damage, discern realities. Okay. Um, sorry, Harold can help me with stuff. Not this, though. On a 7-9, hold one. Uh, he's going to redirect an attack from the thing he's defending, Silas, to himself. So if, okay. Silas, if Silas gets attacked, he's going to redirect that to himself. Okay, cool. And how do you do that? Like, are you getting closer to them? Yeah, he's, um, I think he like he kind of he sees that we're still waiting for this elevator, and then he uh, he kind of rushes back, and he 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 pulls Harold out, and so he and Harold are running, and Harold is uh, kind of scampering on all fours to, into like the, in this direction. Toothpick sword at the ready. Yeah, he's like he's like like all right, what are we doing? Okay, so yeah, I'd say that you could definitely at least get the attention of one of these guys who like breaks like formation around Silas to like address you. Um, Silas, uh, you're now about to get stabbed by one of these guys. What yep. do you do? Yes. Uh... You can cast that same spell again, or you could do a lot of other things. But if you're like, if you're wondering if you can do that, that is a thing you can do. Um. Magic missile. So basically, saying like you haven't forgotten that particular spell, so that remains one of your options, along okay. with whatever other spells you have, or like standard moves of like getting away or fighting or whatever you can think of. Mm -hmm. Can make yourself invisible. I thought about that. You can mimic, turn into a, or a bronca, bronca red. Bronca Redland. But it says I have to touch them. Yeah, that's true. While casting the spell. Because I thought about doing that to one of the guards, but an invisibility is touch an ally, nobody can see them. Does that count for myself? I think so. Yeah, we we looked it up and like the analysis that everybody had was um, unless you're going through some kind of existential crisis, most likely you're your own ally. <laughs> yeah, I think that counts. Okay. But my thinking is, if I turn invisible, like, where am I going to go? My end goal is to get to the elevator. So it won't change anything about your spatial attributes, but right. they just won't be able to see you at all. Can you make me invisible, too? It says if I, I ha if I touch an ally, so, I mean, earlier, oh, like... But you want to do you, right? I got you. Just because no, no, no. I'm in the line of danger. Yeah, you, you, no, no, no. I, I'm not questioning. <laughs> Sorry, my apologies. No, you're good. I just was saying it would be cool if me too, but I, I get that you're the prime directive here. Am I able to defy danger here? Absolutely. Just tell me what you want to do and uh, we'll figure out how you do that. I mean, how many folks are coming after me? Is it like all of them? So one of them? You've got, uh, so two guards and Bronca are like bearing down on you. And one of the guards is like about to thrust his spear into you. Okay. The, the third guard is focused on Don John, and the fourth is still like catching his breath from being like magic missile half to death. 
Okay, so I think I want to defy danger by acting fast. Not entirely sure what that means. Oh, so just, just so you know, like, as you're like, you can see, like, on the, the outside of this, this small ring that's been formed around you, small because there are a few of them and also because they're dwarves, uh, like, miners have, like, gathered around and, like, watching this, mm -hmm. like, with, like, great trepidation uh, and just, like, watching this all go down. Okay. So... What do you think? Um, it depends. Do you just want to try to like jump out of the way or kind of try not to get hurt yourself? If that's the case, you can try to defy. You can just try to dodge out of the way of this. You could try to attack them back mm. and risk like getting into a physical like I, a I'm looking, fight. I'm looking to just get out of the way. Like I just want to avoid getting hurt right now. And that's probably either defy danger or you just turn yourself invisible. Yeah, I was going to defy danger. Try to just leap out of the way. Yeah, he just told me so, to pick one. So I wanted to find danger by getting out of the way. All right. So you're just going to like try and like dodge, essentially. Okay. I'm going to try. Yeah. Go for it. Oh, wait. Yeah. Sorry. I just realized I didn't have to pick the thing um, in defend until it was necessary to do it. I just hold it. Uh, what, what was the thing you picked? Like, I, I picked to redirect the stuff, but I don't have to do oh. that until it's necessary. So if she doesn't suffer any damage, then I can choose a different thing. Fair enough. Yeah, just keep holding it. Yeah. Okay. I got seven, and it's plus dexterity. Mm-hmm. Oh, seven. So it's just seven. Okay. Um, <clears throat> okay, so I'll say, like, you're able to just, like, just in time, like, avoid the spear as it's about to be plunged into you, but in doing so, you lose your footing. And now you've, like, you're, you've hit the ground, like, you've tripped, essentially. Ooh, could I open up the attacker to an ally, giving that ally plus one forward? Sure. No, or or what would be more interesting? I could have the attacker's effect. No, you know what? She she got this the seven. I'll, I'll save that. And me. Okay. So you just hold uh, on to that. No, this is. Uh, I I should use it rather than lose it. Um, in that case, I am going to. Uh, open up the attacker to an ally, giving that ally plus one forward against the attacker. Okay, which ally? Um, I think uh, Isagnoma. And so I think um, maybe when this attacker is coming towards um, Silas, Don John, like uh, Silas kind of like turns and maybe trips and stumbles and Don John... Uh, comes in and uh, shoots an arrow like at the person's foot mm -hmm. and is like, don't you trip too. That'll make everybody look stupid. <laughs> and that maybe okay. gives them pause enough where if he's like, Noma wanted to do something, he'd have an advantage. Makes sense. Yeah. All right. So he's like, Noma, what, what's your, what's your plan here? Well, I'm going to grab my uh, dagger and leap into the fray at this one that's opened up to me. Okay, so you're like coming back and you're like gonna engage in melee. So as you're like, as you're running over, you, you also can see that like um, the streets are now lined on both sides with miners who have like seen, like heard what's happening 
and like watching with like mouths open and like hands over their mouths and just like uh just like in a state of like fear over this um, yeah i mean nothing for it at this point i gotta get my uh dagger back my throwing <laughs> dagger back before we go down into the deeps so spectators hoorah you know okay but i'm, I'm getting in for like dirty knife fighting i'm, I'm like going for like some <laughs> like back alley like kill shots on this guy okay um i think it'd be tough to catch any of these guys unawares um i think it sounds to me unless you have another reason why it shouldn't be like a hack and slash roll no 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 yeah it's hack and slash i was just looking at him i'm not trying to backstab him but i'm taking the advantage that was afforded to me though right right makes sense how does that work so basically just get a plus one yeah okay Mm -hmm. all right so i'll hack and slash Mm -hmm. um that's strength that's strength okay my strength is 13 so that's plus one so six, seven, eight with the advantage. All right. So, yeah, uh, you're able to hit this guy, uh, but he's going to be able to hit you back. Okay. So, boy, your damage. Three. Okay. So uh, you catch him, like, in one of his shoulders. And he, cool. like, grunts, but as he, like... But as he does so, he's like swinging himself back to bear, and he hits you. He hits you for three damage. Okay. And not counting any armor. I don't know if you have any. I don't think so, no. They have leather uh, armor. What does that do? Probably plus probably one. It'll, it'll say it on the back of your, on the, the second page of your character sheet. Okay. Let me go back. All right. So, as you do that, uh, Bronca steps up, and she has this this um, this like almost like unnaturally glinting like uh, metal rapier. And she takes it, and she's going to uh, well, she's she goes to attack Don John with it. Uh, Don John, like you see her like in like a, a fencing stance, like going to, like jab at you right in your heart. I think Don John. Uh just instinctively tries to pull out his uh, machete that he has, which is the equivalent of a short sword, and um, try to uh, parry that and disarm her if and hurting her if necessary. Okay. Um, so disarming her... I'd, I'd imagine that's like a hack and slash... But with like a like a targeted effect? No, actually, I imagine that's just probably a hack and slash. In retrospect, I don't think there's a, a special thing to disarm a person. So yeah, probably just a hack and slash. All right, go for it. So yeah, he's just trying to uh, attack her in response. And I think Harold is assisting him with this. Oh, naturally. Yeah. Ah, damn it, it doesn't he doesn't add to the attack, he just adds to damage. Well he... Well to damage, I imagine only when it's melee combat, not when I shoot an arrow at someone, this rat who's like sitting there. He isn't like a I would blood a bloodbender being like, I got yeah. him. <laughs> I definitely want to see how he adds to damage. This this is gonna be a treat. Go on. Well, I got a seven plus oh strength. So seven plus strength is I got a nine. All right. Um, either of the other two of you think you can help out with this roll? 
in some fashion. Can I just pull like a super childish move and just like try to sweep the leg or like kick Bronca or something like that? Like just kind of knock the legs out from underneath her so she can't stab him? Absolutely. Go for it. Okay. So it's 2d6 plus one. I thought you were going to be like, I throw mud in their eye. Nope. Just... This is for Madrid. <laughs> Madrid. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So I got it's, it's eight plus one. Uh, two D six. Oh, so okay, awesome. So you made it. So that okay. bumps his roll up to a ten for like yep. the optimal. You got effect. it. Okay. Awesome. So yeah. So in that case, I can do damage, but without taking damage. And you may choose to add one D six and expose yourself if you want. Hmm. Do I want to? Do I want to do that and do extra damage? I think I. I think I won't do that at the moment. All right. Um. So I'm going to roll my damage plus two for Harold. And I think Harold like leaps and uh, in the way that Silas is like kicking one of her legs. Uh, Harold is biting the other leg and just be like, <laughs> Oh no, maybe he leaps on her back. I don't know. So a total of six damage. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so you avoid her blow. And mm-hmm. in, in doing so, you are able to stab her in turn, like uh, maybe like yeah. hit her in the leg. I, I I I think that they kind of like she's going in for a lot of like thrusting mm-hmm. thrusting attacks, and Silent um, Don John is able to kind of block the first one in a very um, in a far less um, disciplined move. He's able to with the 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 broad part of the the machete, kind of whack this thing away, and then as Silas kicks one leg, and then uh, Harold bites into into her other leg, he's able to like uh, use this thing to almost he takes it like a baseball player bunting and just kind of like bashes it into her. Nice, literally, like pushes her back. What was the yeah. number that you got for the damage? Um, a total of six. Perfect. Okay. Is it six? Yes. All right. Awesome. Yeah. So she's like, and like stymied, like winded a bit, like surprised when you like completely negate her attack. Silas, <clears throat> you're still on the ground. Uh, why don't you roll uh, an Intel modified roll for me? Okay. 2d6 plus whatever your intelligence bonus is. Okay. So I got 8 plus intelligence. So uh, plus 2 is 10. Awesome. So as you're down there, you see this fight taking place, and you look beyond like this like melee, and you see that the street is filling up with miners that are like watching this all go down. You remember that the, the other dwarves you've talked to have all said that like nobody wants to be here. Uh, and you recall, like, uh, Faldrin. Faldrin saying that uh, the only reason we're still here is because Bronco forces us to. Oh. So now is this my chance to summon the crowd to help us? It's whatever you want to do, baby. All right. I mean, for real, it's probably not a super great idea for us to be letting these dwarves get out anyway, but <laughs> that's not what we're doing, so. Yeah. Question about the elevator. Mm-hmm. Are we still waiting for it? It's been uh, a minute. 
it's still clanking its way up. Um, okay. I feel like at this point you can like uh, you can just see like the tops of the thing like starting to come into view. It's okay. not here yet. Okay. So how many guards have we taken out? So none You're of them are done. Is the answer? None of them are dead. Uh, <laughs> one of them is still one of them is on his feet, but he like took magic missiles to the chest. Bronca has taken a hearty blow, and the others are still like alive and kicking. Okay. So tell me, can you tell me about these other folks who live in the in this town? Sure. So. None of these guys that you've talked to, save for the guards, these are not warriors, but they are miners. You know, they're physically fit, of course, given the job, and they just seem to be, um, in the absence of being able to allow to do their jobs, like they they just exist here. Uh, and the sentiment you've gotten is that they don't want to be here anymore. Like they can't work. Uh, they're essentially being held captive. And the only reason for that is company protocol, which is dictated by their foreman, is essentially being like, just stay put. Meanwhile, they're like disappearing in mass. Or like okay. they're, they're going below, rather, as you know, like in mass. So do you think that they are like, would be amenable to defending us? Are we intruders? I'm just trying to get a feel of how they're... I think that depends on how charismatic you are. Oh, I'm pretty charismatic. Yeah. You want to find out how charismatic? Yes, I would like to. All right. So I think this would be a defied danger roll with a charisma modifier. Okay. Ooh. So defied danger. Oh, sing charm and social. Okay, got it. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm learning. Ooh, it's a four plus two. It's a six. Okay. So what do you say? that you think might convince these people to help you or to, mm -hmm. to do something. So uh, if I'm able to kind of stand up as tall and straight as I can, if there's like a barrel or something I can stand on amidst the fighting and I say to everyone, so I say- You're not able to get to a barrel, but you can get back to your feet for sure. I can get back on my feet, okay. Um, and I say to everyone, we know that you've been trapped. We're here for you. My friends and I, or my colleagues and I are trying to solve this mystery. We know that you've been in bondage and we know that you're suffering, but these people are standing in our way and we need your help. And I leave it to them as to what they're going to do. I know that they're not strong necessarily, or they're not, they're not fighters, mm -hmm. but they've got stuff and there's a large number of them, correct? Oh yeah. They're, they definitely outnumber either of your groups. So I need your numbers and you to help us stop them so that we can solve this mystery. Can I, could I assist with that absolutely, to kick that up one? Yeah. All right. Could I, uh, should I roll first to see if that goes well? Yeah, you probably should. This okay. Is pretty, this is pretty on the wire. I got a, I got exactly a seven. Oh boy. You guys are just. Just making it. All right. What Just do you got? making it. So I, I think he, John, John, like he kind of reels back after that crazy thing of like hitting um, Bronca, Bronca. So after hitting Bronca, he reels back and he hears what Silas is saying. And he says, yeah, a foreman is supposed to be, you know, for all the men. 
and everyone else for everybody right and this isn't for everybody huh look at this and just trying uh, to say like like point out like this person's behavior is not helping everyone in this in this uh community nothing speaks to these these hardy blue collar workers like wordplay yeah um yeah so uh yeah so i'll say um you guys are saying this and uh yeah, maybe not. It's not like this mob of people being like, "Yeah, he's right." Like at the mm-hmm. end, of like a like a like Can a I movie. So they've already gotten as good of a result as they're gonna get. Uh, but I'd say like, so I I think if I stick a knife into Bronca and say, "You have nothing to lose but your chains," <laughs> that won't move that, them. That's gonna have to. Play like <laughs> um, yeah, a few of these, maybe like six or so of these miners, like three from each side, like hesitantly step forward. And then they like start walking with purpose, um, and you see they've got like pickaxes uh, and like mining equipment in their hands. It's the movie Keep Mate One again. Stick, huh? We're watching the movie Mate Oh one. yeah, James Earl Jones the is there. Have to rise up. Yeah, clearly. Um, and this doesn't go unnoticed, obviously, by these guards who like seeing that you're trying to marshal them are now like unclear of which of you to like try and attack next. Bronca is not unclear at all, though. Uh, and like after your speech, Silas, she goes to, uh, yeah, she goes to try and skewer you. Uh, I think the last person to have gone, Isignoma, what do you got? Well, um, I'm gonna hack and slash on Bronca. That's a, it's a wise decision. What do you got? I got a eight plus two for my dexterity is ten. Hack and slash actually is strength. Oh, okay. Well, then uh, eight, uh, well, nine. You hold, hold on. Unless, unless um, there's some things that you can have as a as a thief that make you use dexterity. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. In, um, I forget what it is. There's one or two things that where you actually end up using dexterity rather than. That and I think it's which moves did she take, Trevor? I think what I think what he's saying is on backstab. I get to use dex. Oh um, no! I, are, what what weapon are you using? A dagger. Okay, never mind. Sorry, if you're using a rapier, then a rapier uses dex. Uh, all right. Well, it's eight nine. Okay. Um, again, if you guys choose to help, you could put him over the threshold for like an alt, like a cool success. I'll help. All right. How so? So Isignama goes in to try and defend you, essentially, by like being the aggressor against Bronca. How can you help him? Is he like they're like uh, standing? They're like, oh yeah, I'm standing up again. I forgot. So you're all on your feet again. I forgot. Yeah. Uh, and you're all in melee range of each other. No, I have. I'm holding my machete in my feet, and I'm on my hands. It's just how he's most comfortable. Yeah, it's, it's, it's honestly, it's I, it's a capoeira-esque. Um, <laughs> but I was trained to do capoeira by uh, King Louis from the Jungle Book. You were mm-hmm. trained who to do honestly capo- would be the best capoeira teacher. No, you were, tra- you were trained to do capoeira by a group of capybaras. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why your technique is a little bit off. Yeah, it's very strange. I've been mostly <laughs> spitting out small poops. <laughs> So, 
Anyway, um, she's coming to attack me. He's coming to defend me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I kind a... of recently waded into the melee. He's okay. like, he doesn't strike you so much. He's like, oh no, don't hurt Silas. He's more like, oh, she's distracted. I can just butcher her now. Okay. But you can definitely help him out with that. Okay, but her focus is on me. It, yes, it is. Okay, I don't know what to do. What if you, since you have a spell that's light, you could maybe do, maybe we could say, um, even if you're not casting a spell, maybe you're just like, look at these bright lights, and you distract her enough where Isignoma is able to do something. Mm-hmm. That could work. Could that work? I do. Sort of the beauty of these help rolls is they aren't yeah. tied to like any particular attribute you Skill. have. Right, it's just kind of like what I think would be good. Oh. Like what you think would like look the best or like be the, like the most interesting thing. And mm-hmm. even if it's it's not an imagination good. exercise. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I definitely want to go with something. I was wondering some... what the hell you were doing down there. <laughs> take off my socks. I definitely want to do something distracting so she's not looking at me or like thinking about fighting, I guess, necessarily. Oh, so you've got, if you want to go with that sort of suggestion, one of your cantrips is prestidigitation. Yes. And literally just like minor illusions. So like you could like do like a sleight of hand thing if you wanted to. Okay. Fireworks. All this. Yeah. Look at this. I'm my thumb. I'm taking my Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. I don't know but how to do it. But... Let, let's go with that. I'm not sure what else I would do. Sure. So like, are you trying to like distract her with like a burst of light? Um, or like a threat, like out of like her periphery or something like that. I want it to be out, yeah, like a, her peripheral vision, so she has to turn or something like that. I don't want it to be directly in front of her because I want her focus to be elsewhere and then to be broken for a second. Like where it's little like fire, like little fireworks or light, like where she's like, oh no, a fireball's coming at me, and she right. pauses for a second, that yeah. kind of thing. Go for it. All right, so roll two d six plus one. That's your bond. All right, seven, eight. Perfect. All right, so you've given Isignoma like an in, like she like is momentarily like distracted by this burst of light off to her left. Isignoma comes in from the right, and how mm-hmm. much damage are you doing to this this lady? Seven. Hey, oh, there. Whoa, right. whoa, heavy hitter over here. <laughs> okay, so so yeah, as she briefly turns her head, you, I mean, are you just going for like a torso shot here? Through the neck. Oh my god. Yeah, I know. Sure. I mean, why not? Yeah. So you you get her like through the neck. She's not dead. Like this isn't like a, oh I can only breathe, but it's like you've like skewered part of her neck through and she like like gulps and like a gout of blood comes out of her mouth and like her attack is like stopped mid swing. Um yeah, and I think seeing this, actually, uh, more of these miners like come to join in. And soon, it's not just six, or like, not half a dozen, it's like a dozen, and then like two dozen of these people like coming off from the sidelines like surround these guards. Now, um, here's a question. Once like the first of these miners comes like within contact with a guard, like there's too many. like They overwhelm them, and they start like beating the crap out of them. <laughs> is that okay? Like, are we cool with that? Uh, I'm okay with it. Yeah. I can't see why not. 
Yeah, Don John is uh, Don John's thought on this is um, like these people did a really shitty job of running a mine is like part of what he's thinking. Yeah, in part because yeah, in part he's like he's thinking like part of it is just being big assholes. Um, I'm gonna grab that glittery rapier. All right, so yeah, you guys sort of are able to just like stand down for a second, and these miners sort of finish this fight for you. Um, they like swarm in, they like they take the guards down, and they're just going at it. Uh, meanwhile, you, Isignoma, you're next to uh, Bronca, and she like she goes down. Um, yeah, it wouldn't be at all hard for you as she's like having to deal with these other miners to take this rapier from her. And as you do, you notice that she also, uh, one second. Um, yeah, this, this wouldn't be hard. You notice that she has two other things on her. One is like a small notebook. Okay. And the other is a tin whistle. And it has like the company logo on it. Well, I'm grabbing that stuff. All right. Um, as somebody who's worked as an overseer of a mine, can I try to figure out kind of how this situation's going to go now, especially given that these folks are probably infected with whatever disease Mudred was talking about? Mm -hmm. So, like, once the area clears, and I'm going to be honest with you, they just kill those guys. Like they they tear them apart. We they the, the crowd leaves and there's just skeletons. Yeah, like, yeah. Whoa! They, they've eaten the remains of their of their uh, of these guards. No, uh, it's like this like bloodlusty Malay stops, and uh, and it's sort of like quiet and awkward. Like one of these miners is like, uh, I know this is I know this looks horrible, but uh, you see the conditions we live in. They, you see what's been happening to us. We don't want to be the next ones who find themselves getting on that elevator and never coming back. Yeah, this looks real shitty. He says, uh, we just want we just want to get out of here. We're just going to go home. Well, that's like why to... we're... I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, that's why we're going down there is because, um, hey, it turns out we're infected too. So we're going to figure out how to solve this. So if you guys are going to go home, like, uh, cool. Or maybe we can work on getting some better conditions in the mine, um, you know, more advantageous to you guys. But while people are sick, wouldn't it be neat if we all hung around until after the three of us uh, fix this whole deal? And this miner you're talking to says, uh, you're telling me that you think that... Uh, we're sick and we need to stay here. What? Like, uh, say, uh, I mean, you saw Mudred dude could, dude could read, uh, read in the dark. And he'll nod gravely and says, listen, none of us are that bad along. Uh, well, not yet. Says, uh, I I'm sure it'll be fine. Listen, like we just, uh, we can't just stay here doing nothing. Um, if we leave, we'll go get help. Why don't you guys... Uh, honestly, we got to go down there to fix this thing. Um, and help... And try to help y'all out. And try to help you... 
Ugh. We got to go down there to help everybody out as much as we can. I mean, we've been tasked with that exact thing. And honestly, looking around at you, it's it's in a rough it's in a rough shape. Look, you can see as you're looking around that, like you can see that telltale mark, like as you look out across the crowd, like flitting across like necks, arms, like over their faces, like um, just like coming in and out. Yeah, you all are all in, in, infected with whatever this is. So if we go down there and fix the problem, that's fantastic. But honestly, if you wait a day, two days, and we don't come back, I mean, nobody can stop you from leaving anyway. So just try. You got the storeroom full of all kinds of supplies. You got uh, Bronca's living quarters that you can go in and um, uh, take a piss on a sheet or whatever you want to do. So just just hang out for a while. There's some Live nice granolas. Yeah, there's a lot of granola, honestly. And now that there's... Uh, no gods. You guys could just rip ass whenever you want. I know that that was a rule, and he points to a rule that's on the wall that says like no farting. It, it says it says it says be mindful of mind gas. Um, a and picture it, of a canary, a dead canary, yeah, yeah, next to it, and it's like, and he's like, you can rip ass whenever you want. I'm gonna tell you, uh, but, like, but it's like it's like no excessive farting, mm -hmm. Jerry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and like one like, of the guys who put is just like pointedly not looking at you, looks down at this ground. Yeah. Like, yeah, um, you can rip ass whenever you want. So, <laughs> all right. Well, then lo love this place as much as you can. Love it to death. <laughs> now, and, uh, the, so, yeah. it sounds to me like one of you is going to have to make a role to essentially parlay and be like, in exchange for fixing this at its source, please just don't leave this mine, right? Sure. Which of you wants to do that? I have a 13 charisma. I'll do it. I think you and I have <laughs> similar We have the same charisma. charisma. Uh, if you want, I can do it. Well, so far, it's only been Don John and Isingnoma making this case. If you want to jump in there, go for it. Um, yeah. And then whoever makes the roll. Maybe, maybe as, a, as a wizard, you scientifically make this case or use your smarts. Use my smarts, eh? Mm -hmm. Bind them with ancient logics. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know if I can do that. I'm alchemist Anchi Anthony Fauchenvane. That would have been a better yes. Um, do we are the minor? I, I don't know. Is this really the people who are going to listen to such an expert? Is what mm -hmm. I'm kind of wondering. That's a good question. <laughs> or should we? Yeah, it's me, Macho Man Randy Savage's ghost. <laughs> <laughs> up, everybody. This is what you got to do. I'm wearing a zebra print cowboy hat. Nice. Woo! Yeah! I am. Uh, Rick Flair are going to butt fuck for a while. <laughs> what? I get up in front of everyone and I say, I know you all have lost somebody that you care about and that you love. I have too. I think we all have. Bears. But I promise you. Something's in my eye. Something blue in my eye. Don John ducks out of the way so he can like wipe a tear away. But I promise you that if you can stay put until we can come back up, we will try to figure out what happened to your loved ones. And if we can improve your way of life, I don't know. I don't know okay, cool. Wait. All right, roll your, roll your charisma. 
Oh, I don't, okay. That two, works. Two. Okay. I have four plus two, it's six. That's fine. You know, uh, clearly either one of the other two have already made the case they're helping. So which of you wants to make that help roll? Someone help me, please. I'll, I'll do it. Okay. And uh, yeah, so yeah, Don John will say like, like, yeah, he'll basically just point to all of this. Uh, he'll point to the open thing of like the stores and like, oh, you guys can have as much rations as you want. And he'll reiterate again, like, and you can go into that fancy inn and you can piss on all. Yeah, <laughs> point to the fancy inn. Like the the saloon doors, like one of them's hanging by a hinge, and it's always been that way. Like it didn't just get broken in the fight, but it's just like a total like garbage hole. Oh yeah, so Don John actually somewhat, um, I'm not, I'm not going to say problematically, but problematically uh, is basically like, and now since there's no law and order, you guys can do whatever you want here, and maybe this is not going to necessarily go well. Where the yeah, people half are of like, them like oh, their yeah. eyes like, light up a bit, the other half are like. Oh gods! Oh, yeah. oh, the bloodthirsty mob that we just unleashed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Don John. They're not. Like, yeah. they're, yeah, not they're not predisposed to wise self-rule. Cooped <laughs> up like animals. Yeah, Don John's okay. like, yeah, go for it. <laughs> All right, roll that. Knock yourselves out, baby. Snake eyes. <laughs> so I'm like, knock yourself out, baby. And someone just punches him in the head and he just knocks, he's knocked over. All right. So you guys make this case and. Um, I'm sorry. So like, it's, it's very obvious that like maybe half these guys don't like what they're hearing. Yeah. But so Don John's are... like, all these stores that you can have dried rat meat cornmeal with maggots in it and the maggots are also rancid beds that you can piss in and he keeps bringing up the ability to piss in all the beds and he keeps saying it to the point of like people are like are you just wanting to piss in a bed <laughs> um i'll say it's like um the guy you're talking to who's sort of like become like the de facto like sort of representative of this group like sort of like nods non-committally and like tries to like, look around for like support and like nobody is challenging him, but it's pretty clear that this is a very contentious idea, mm -hmm. um, and they're not willing to give you like any sort of like assurance this is going to happen. Um, and they're like some of them are already heading back into like their like the living quarters. None of them are, like leaving like the mine, um, but they're sort of like the crowd's dispersing. Where's that elevator? The elevator has arrived. <laughs> yeah, the elevator is here. It's been like 25 minutes. Mm -hmm. This is a uh, plot-driven elevator. Uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, honestly, have a great time here in the here in the mine. We'll see you when we get back. Oh, and you and can already in... see like a small group of people have like run over to like the the food stores, and you can hear like thrashing around and crashing of things in there, and, like people running out with like their arms full of meats and grain. <laughs> like running into like uh, buildings with it. So you're not leaving a utopia behind. Let's put it that oh, way. From Don John's perspective, he's like, yeah, it, see, it worked. <laughs> they love it. Yeah, like they love it. They're so happy. And he just turns to Harold and is like, good thing we found all that grain. Am I right? All right. So Isagnoma, the things you picked up from Bronca. Oh, yeah. Um, 
you on closer examination, this rapier is, is clearly a mithril rapier, or at least Ooh. a mithril plated one, which, as you would be aware, is like very valuable. Yeah. Uh, it's going to perform better than an average rapier would. So if you want to like make a thing on your character sheet, this does plus one damage anytime you connect. Okay. Um, and the other things you found, as I said, one of them's a tin whistle, and it has yeah, the gonna, logo on it. I'm going to be showing them. Okay. And the third thing you found was this notebook, and like a cursory examination shows that this is Bronca's diary. Um, and if you were to look at the last couple entries in it, mm -hmm. it's clear that uh, essentially everything Mudred said is true. So she was tasked with manning this mine. Uh, basically, since the inception of the mine a couple of decades ago, they've known there's some sort of entity who lives down in those ruins in the temple. And they've realized that if they just have a couple of their workers like go in the temple, never to be seen again, right? Like they hear these whispers from it, like telling them where to get the best deposits, like how to best go about like being a profitable mining operation. And that recently this this sort of like tacit agreement they've had has gone bad when somebody came back who was already infected, Madrid, mm -hmm. and like infected everybody. Right. Um, and she writes how the miners are already on the brink of mutiny, as you've already seen. Um, and she's sent for relief from the company as soon as this happened, but none has arrived. All right. Ooh, how, how, I know I'm not necessarily reading this, but how long ago was that? Well, no, I'm, I'm showing the I'm showing this stuff to you guys. Yeah, so this all started. I don't remember how long I said it was since Mudred came back. Like a couple of weeks. Okay, three or four I, I, weeks. I mean, I'm within for for plot purposes. I guess it's only relevant to say if she sent re hmm. a message to the company. Like, did the company try to do this? Has the company not had time? Was the company's response to hire us? It's was unclear the, because. There's been no response whatsoever. She sent okay. someone to the company like as soon as she realized there was a problem, and like she has not received any word back whatsoever, which is gotcha. unusual. And she writes as such. All right, so I'm gonna narrate one more thing for you, just like set up the next thing. So I know we're running out of time here. Um, so if all three of you are down to get in that freight elevator, mm -hmm. which I'm mm -hmm. assuming, mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> big time. Big time in this freight elevator. What do you think? What's down there? My mithril. I'm getting rich, you guys. Clearly, um, <laughs> with your like sausage and uh, and flour bread stuff pockets. Um, is, you know, there Don, is there sausage in dwarven granola? That does make sense. I like it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, Don John is remembering <laughs> that famous bard song about um, uh, uh, like about living in an elevator and living it up while it's going down. And he's like, he's like, that was an awesome song. <laughs> but you're yep, only singing it in your head. So none of us can hear it. And yeah. we're just, like, just apropos of nothing. That was yeah, what, yeah, what song? song he's biting the, he's biting his, his bottom lip and being like, and like kind of doing like a little movement back and forth, like moving to the beat, but just barely. Great. Now we're stuck in an elevator with this guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's your that's the closest you're gonna get to elevator music. Um, so you get in this elevator, and with sort of like a, a groan, this thing gets going as you hit the button, and it starts going down. And at first, it's just you're going down through like a rock shaft, and there's nothing to see. Mm -hmm. And then after you, it's been going down for a minute or so, it like opens up, and one of the walls like comes away, and you're looking out over an expanse, and you see. Um, 
this like this huge cavernous area and this ru this the ruins of a city spread out before you uh and you can see that like um there are like statues and it's lit by like these columns that look like the giant lampposts essentially that are casting this pale blue light over everything um presumably of a magical nature um and like the ruins like some of the city has been ruined so it's not like the streets are uh clearly not what they were like some of them are caved in and some buildings have been caved in um and you see like on the opposite cave wall on the other side uh this this like pyramid shaped structure that's larger than any of the others uh and it seems to be almost like shimmering as though like a heat mirage would shimmer when it's like really hot out uh or like contorting in some way and as you get close further down um you can see that not only are parts of the city sort of collapsed and ruined, but uh, what would ordinarily have been like well-adorned like statues of that kind of thing, they've been cut away and like where there would presumably be like gems, like their eyes or like uh, on their wrists have been like stripped, presumably of like ore and mithril. And um, Silas, what does... So you guys are all watching this. At the elevator, and you hear a voice from behind you, like a female voice, say, uh, "It's really a sight, isn't it? It's a real beauty." Tell us, what does Lex look like? Lex has short blonde hair, sort of a sp sprightly look. Forgive the term, because I know we're in magic world, but um, it's got kind of like pointed nose, maybe some freckles, short hair. Uh, spends a lot of time outdoors. Okay. Sort sort of just like a good-natured face. And Lex Very is human. Very friendly. Lex is human. All right. So that's you see that this this uh, short, sprightly human woman uh, behind you in the elevator. Mm. Uh, she turns to all three of you, and all three of you can see her, and, and she says, um, "So glad you guys can make it. I can't wait." we're home again and then she disappears oh that was wild laid a lot of knowledge on us and in the end got a little grisly well you've seen us do some fighting and you've seen us do some chatting with some wacky characters now you should probably know that trevor was the one who played isegnoma alex played silas and austin played donjon and also harold Coral was our Dungeon Master. Dungeon World is a game by Adam Cobol and Sage Latura, and the funny thing is that Cobol sounds like Cobold, which is a critter that you have in these kinds of games. Additional music for this episode included Petricor by Midair Machine. Be sure to join us next week for another exciting episode of This American Dice. If you like the show, rate, review, subscribe, and uh, write your congressman about the situation and tell them that they have to, by law, make people listen to it. Join us next week for another exciting adventure. See you then. Alright, well now that this thing is off, I guess I can go back to uh, writing this poem. Roses aren't red, but... Ah, shit. Fucked up this haiku already. Hold on. On the wind she sleeps. Yeah, that sounds like a haiku right there. There's no more wind left in her. Alright. It sounds like a haiku, but it's starting to sound like farts. And then finally... Don't light that match.
you. Uh, I, can't, I just made it about farts. Damn it.